What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Tray. I am your host, Trey Gamble, of course, and we are here for the first segment of the trade deadline. And in this episode, we're going to be kind of talking about some guys that have been linked to the Clippers via trade. Um, we're going to be talking about what's been kind of going down at the trade deadline. Obviously, there hasn't really been a lot, but there's some stuff. There's some speculation, obviously, you know, with the Clippers just around the league in general. Um, and we're just going to kind of talk about the one move, the one move that happened yesterday. Um, so, yeah, let's get right into that. And before I get into anything, guys, no, this is not a sponsor, I promise. I just want to thank you guys on Twitter for the outpouring of love from the first episode. That was really, really cool to see. I was not expecting anything near what I got in terms of the love and support uh, from that first episode. So that was really, really cool. You guys know who you are. If you commented or you reached out um, on my tweet about the episode, you guys know who you are. I really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You guys are so awesome on Twitter, man. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I decided to make a Twitter account a couple years ago. So thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. Clipper Nation forever, man. Clipper Nation forever. Um, So let's get right into this. Um, I, I don't know if I explained this already, but in this first episode, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline, the guys linked to the Clippers, and then the second episode is going to come out uh, after the trade deadline, probably a day after the trade deadline, so probably uh, Friday. It's going to come out Friday, uh, day after the trade deadline. We're going to break down all the trades, what the, uh, the trades that went down uh, for the Clippers only, of course, because that's what we're about here. We're about that Clipper Nation life. Um, and then we're just going to kind of give our thoughts on the trades that did end up happening. Uh, so this episode is probably going to predict the future or it's going to be a complete flop and I wasted my time. So <clears throat> let's get right into this. Let's go. So... Uh, I guess we can start out with the minor trade that the Clippers made. Um, so they traded away Fiondu Cabangeli, uh, who was the, I want to say, 27th pick or something, late first round pick uh, in the 2019 draft. And of course, it was another failed first round pick. So, I mean, you come to expect this uh, to some degree with the Clippers. They trade into the first round and they pick someone who completely sucks. And. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I'm just playing. Uh, I, I, I hate to talk like that. I will never talk like that. I'm always so optimistic. But this Fiend Kevin Kelly trade, uh, he was traded to the Kings for cash and I believe a late second round pick or something like that. Just a second round protected pick from the Sacramento Kings. And as soon as I saw this trade from Woj, it gave me really, really big Derek Walton Jr. trade vibes from last season written all over it. Uh, essentially what happened last season was Derek Walton Jr. was traded to the Hawks for cash. Um, and eventually the cap that they got rid of from Derek Walton Jr. turned into Reggie Jackson and Joe Kim Noah via the buyout. So that was really, really good for the Clippers. So we'll see what happens when, uh, they get to the buyout this season, if they even sign anyone via the buyout. Um, so obviously, uh, the Clippers were expected to waive fee or not waive trade fee after they waived his third year player option. Um, and everyone saw this coming because when you waive the player's third year team option, um, it essentially makes their contract an expiring. So that fourth year team option just gets erased and the, the blah, 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 that player will hit free agency after that year, that third year, since their player option got declined, or the team option, sorry, got declined. So 
it's easier to trade in that sense. Uh, since he's on expiring, it's really easy to get that off your books. And now he's on Sacramento. So that opens up a roster spot for the Clippers. And I believe, if I'm correct, that they have about $2.6 million available. I think that's how much they're under the hard cap. Um, so they have a, a roster spot available. And they have until, I believe, the 30th to send a guy via the buyout. And thoughts on Fee as a player? I mean... I really liked him. I really, really did. I mean, I like a lot of guys. I mean, I never have any hate towards anyone, any of the players that are on the Clippers. Because if you're playing for my favorite team, I fuck with you. I automatically fuck with you. So I got to limit the cussing, man. I'm trying to get some sponsors, man. Sheesh. <laughs> um, I think Fee's going to have a good opportunity going forward. Hopefully. I really hope he does. He does have – I think he does have some talent. He really does. Um, a guy that can stretch the floor, a big guy that can stretch the floor – uh, daddy long legs he's really long legs i don't know if that really attributes to anything but that's just something i noticed with him <laughs> um but i think hopefully he gets an opportunity going forward on a really really young sacramento team uh who's not contending for anything uh forever now i don't know how i they're not gonna be good for a while so i think i'll be good going forward uh hopefully he gets a an opportunity to either play in the g league or he gets some minutes up in the nba uh really unlikely but uh, a man can hope right so that being said, I think now we can get into the possible trade candidates or aka every single point guard in the league imaginable has been linked to the Clippers. So I guess we can kind of start out with that. Um, Let's start out with the most likely and we'll go down to the least likely. I think that's how we'll do it. And one thing, one thing that that if, if you were in Clippers Twitter for the past you know year or so, you know that there is a big dividing line between Clippers Twitter about if they do or don't need a true, legit playmaking point guard. And I kind of want to get my take on that first. Um, I think the playmaking point guard thing is totally overblown because if you look at the numbers, the Clippers have a historical offense. They have one of the best offenses of all time. This is that simple. It's plain and simple. Their ability to generate open threes is off the charts. They can get an open three whenever, the, whenever they want to, essentially. And I will never forget... When people were in my mentions, or just in mentions in general, they were clamoring for Jeff Teague to be the guy to save our season. Just think about that. They wanted Jeff Teague. If if the difference between your team winning a title and not winning a title is Jeff Teague, then you have way more issues than a point guard issue. It's just that simple. I'll just never forget that. That was just something that was really funny to me. That's how shambles. We the Clipper Clipper service and shambles this offseason. Obviously, we blew a three one lead. Who's got who's not gonna be mad? Um so yeah, like I said, we're gonna go from most likely to least likely. So let's start with Kyle Lowry. Psych, that's not happening. Get that fucking thing out of your head. <laughs> Get it out of your head. It's not happening. Okay, we'll we'll skip on down to okay, what kind of we'll we'll we'll, we'll add on to that. If the Clippers were to trade for Kyle Lowry, they would have to give up like five players, a five for one swap, essentially. And as much as I would like Kyle Lowry, it's it's not happening. It's just not happening. The Clippers would literally have to clear house for that. So that's not happening. Um, just kind of wanted to add that into the script here. I kind of go by a script to some extent. Uh, I just kind of have notes to kind of keep me on track here. So I guess we can start with probably the most likely candidate to be a Clipper via the trade deadline is George Hill, and um, George Hill is a guy, veteran, point guard, has a lot of playoff experience, former teammates with Paul George, obviously, in Indiana for those years, um, 
and a lot of people seem to like him, and I have no idea why. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think George Hill is the, the, the guy that's saving this team from winning a championship. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be against it. I'm not against any of these guys that are on my list, if I'm being quite honest with you. Any of these guys on the list that I'm going to name, I'm not against it. I'm really, really not. Um, but George Hill is probably at the bottom of my list, but he is the most likely and we would have to give up the least to get him. So I think, I think this would be good for the Clippers to some extent. Um, a deal for George Hill would be something like Lou in two seconds, um, which would, that would work. Lou in two seconds would work right there. Um, I thought maybe the Thunder would get a first-round pick for him. Um, but since he got hurt and he's been out for the majority of the season, they're not going to get a first for him. It's just that simple, in my opinion. Um, but Lewin's, the two of the Detroit seconds would work, I'm pretty sure, if uh, if I remember correctly. Um, like I said, we would have to give up the least to get him. Um, I'm not sure how much he raises the ceiling, to be quite honest with you. But, I mean... I, I, I'm not sure if I, at this point I would have him over Lou, to be honest with you. I think in the playoffs, uh, obviously Lou has struggled. He has a history of struggling. So I think George Hill would make them better in the playoffs, but how much better? I don't know. Um, really good three point shooter. Um, I think he was like a top three point shooter last season. He was one of the best percentage wise, uh, last season and, uh, however many attempts, um, but I'm pretty sure he has a history of struggling in the playoffs, but I mean, who doesn't, I mean, Paul George somewhat uh, has a history of struggling in the playoffs, but it's overblown. The whole Paul George struggling in the playoffs thing is totally overblown in my opinion, but that's a different topic for a different podcast. Um, but I mean, uh, my uh, personal opinion, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with me on this. Reggie Jackson's been better than George Hill this season. It's that simple. But if you ask me, would you rather have George Hill or Reggie Jackson in the playoff series? I think everyone and their mother is going to say George Hill. He has that experience. Reggie Jackson last year in the playoffs was horrendous. Uh, obviously, I mean, we had to start Landry Shamit at point guard because Reggie, because Reggie was that bad. So I'll just leave it at that. But George Hill was probably last on my trade targets, if I'm being honest with you. But if it did happen, I promise you, I won't be mad. I will not be mad at all. Uh, and actually, I would like it. I would really like it, to be honest. Um, let's go on to the next one. I think uh, a lot of people are gonna like this one. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Who would have thought that there would be trade rumors in Lonzo Ball's, what is this, his fourth season? Who would have thought Lonzo's at the Clippers would be a legitimate thing? That's crazy to me. Imagine saying that in 2017. In 2021, Lonzo Ball has a possibility of being traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. That would be that would be something. Um, But, okay, let me start out with a question to you guys as a listener. Do you think Lonzo Ball is a point guard? Just think about it. Think about it. Just let that sink in with you. Although he is listed as a point guard, he's he's not. He, in my opinion, he's not. I think a lot of people misunderstand who Lonzo actually is as a player because he's been finding his he's been finding his footing as a three and D guy with some ball handling capabilities. In my opinion, I think because when I watch Pelicans games, it's it's Brandon Ingram and Zion bringing up the ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when I've watched the Pelicans, it's Brandon Ingram and Zion bringing up the balls. Like, if they have Zion, they have Zion bringing up the ball sometimes, setting up plays or whatever. But 
I think Lonzo would be really good with this team. Another 3 and D guy. He would be a really, really good replacement for Pat Beverly. Obviously, the off-court stuff. No one matches Patrick Beverly. No matter who the Clippers trade Patrick Beverly for, they're not going to have that off-court impact unless you're trading him for like Chris Paul or something, uh, which would be a dream come true in my opinion. But if, if when you're trading Patrick Beverly, you're not going to get that off-court impact from anyone else. But Lonzo would be the best replacement for Patrick Beverly on the court. You know what I'm saying? So I think a Lonzo Ball trade would be really, really cool to see. But I think the Clippers, the, what the Clippers can offer for Lonzo Ball isn't very good because they can offer Pat Beth from Zoe straight up. That would work. But the Pelicans aren't going to want that. They could also add, or separate trade, Lou Will and Terrence Mann for Zoe works as well since... Camagoli is off our books, so that freed up some space. So we could absorb a little bit more of that uh, Lonzo Ball contract. But more more likely than not, the Pelicans are going to want a first. And the Clippers can't do that. They don't have any first-round picks. They traded the house away for Paul George. So they don't have any firsts. But they could use Zoo as a sweetener. But I'd be very, very pissed off if they traded Lonzo. If they traded Zoo for Lonzo, I'd be very pissed off about that. But... Um, they could possibly add in a third team. I'm not sure how that would work, but they could add in a third team. Uh, maybe not have to add um, Zoo or whatever, which, like I said, would piss me off. They'd be incredibly dumb to trade Lonzo for Zoo. Or Zoo, other way around, Zoo for Lonzo. But my overall thoughts, Lonzo seems really unlikely, but I wouldn't be against it, obviously. I'd much rather have him than George Hill, if I'm being quite honest with you. Uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, my opinion would have changed, but Lonzo's been really, really good. This season, um, Lonzo he, he started off shooting the three ball really bad, but he's been he's been he's been stroking it from out there recently. Pause, but I think he's shooting about seven threes or something from out there. And he's shooting like I think thirty nine high thirty nine percent, uh, something like that. But Lonzo has really good qualities to offer for a championship team. He, he has really good qualities to offer for a championship team. He's essentially Pat Bev but taller. To be quite honest with you, that's my best comparison. Uh, he's Pat Bev, pretty much. But less of the off-court stuff. He's just way more chill. Um, but if your issue with this team is needing a true point guard, then Lonzo should not be on your list. Plain and simple. Now, this next guy is someone who I would really, really like. Because I think if the Clippers could get this guy, they're they're complete. They're, they are more than complete. And that guy is Victor Oladipo. And in my personal opinion, the Victor... <laughs> The Clippers should go all in on Victor Oladipo. Hear me out. Hear me out, man. A guy who can get to the basket. The Clippers are one shot creator away. They are one guy away from becoming... They're already elite. The Clippers are elite. I don't care what anyone says. The Clippers are elite. But they're not there yet. They're not winning a championship in this roster. It's just that simple. Which is why a move is going to be coming. So... um. Victor Oladipo is a guy, a quick guy, has some juice off the bounce, can create his own shot, can get to the basket at will. And if they can somehow land VO, that would be so awesome. But more likely than not, you're going to have to give up the Vita Zubats, which for Victor Oladipo, I would not have an issue with. But I would be, obviously, everyone's going to be sad. Zubats has been the Clippers' third best player this season as of recent. It's just that simple. Zubas has been everything you wanted him to be, and then some. 
Uh, he has all-star potential if he plays 30 minutes a game. It's just that simple. Zoo, both ends of the floor, finishes everything. He'll block a shot, and he runs his ass off to the other side to either get a dunk or to just finish around the basket. He has been unbelievably good. His hands have been night and day since the beginning of the season. Um, but in my personal opinion, you trade everything in your well, everything you need to to get VO because obviously he's on an expiring deal. But if you're the Clippers, you your championship window is dwindling by the day because Kawhi Leonard's a free agent this offseason, which I I I would bet so much money Kawhi is staying. I would bet a shit ton of money. This could age so poorly, and we can come back to this later. But I put so much money down that Kawhi is staying. Um, but in this, you have to go all in if you're the Clippers at this point. Your championship window, there's never a big championship window unless you're the Warriors of <laughs> that juggernaut Warriors teams. All those Warriors teams. Your championship window is very, very small. And I'm not going to get into last season. I actually want to talk about last season. I really, really do. Um, but that would be a different topic for a different podcast. But like I said, trade everything you can for Victor Oladipo. Uh, probably Pat Lou Man is the best case scenario, but they're going to want Zubats, so... If you can get man out of there, switching for Zubots, that's fine, I guess. But if you could trade man instead of Zubots, that's a big W in my book. Obviously, Terrence Mann's been a huge story, a huge development this season. But can he sustain this play into the playoffs? So I think the Clippers are going to sell high on Terrence Mann, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I mean, Zubots is going to be the guy they're going to want. So if you can keep either one of Zubots or Mans, that. Or Zubats or Man, that's really, really cool. But more likely than not, they're going to want Zubats. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Like I said, Victor Oladipo is the highest on my trade list uh, for the Clippers to get. Um, we'll move on to one that's not really been talked about a lot. It was more in the offseason uh, free agency where this guy was talked about. And that's Terry Rozier. And I think this one's really odd because the Hornets are in playoff contention this season. Obviously, I had a LaMelo ball injury. Uh, prayers up to LaMelo, man. That's That sucked to see. I was, man, I'm so mad. He was playing so good. That's the rookie of the year right there, man. But the Hornets, I they're not trading Scary Terry, in my opinion. They're Like, their goal this season was to make the playoffs, and they're well in the playoff hunt. So I would expect them to stay pat for the most part. But I'm not sure if that LaMelo ball uh, injury really does anything. There's reports saying that he could come back this season. So I'm not going to look too deep into that. I don't think Scary Terry is very likely at all, to be quite honest with you. I think they're going to stay pat with Scary Terry up there in Charlotte. And I think that's about it. I mean, kind of a short well, – I mean, I'm not really quite sure how long these podcasts are really going to be. But to wrap it up, I, I the Clippers are going to make a move. They always do. I think it's just weird this season – I legitimately have no idea what they're going to do because last season, Marcus Morris, I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, he was pretty, he was linked to them. He was linked to them to some degree. The Clippers were always in the hunt for Marcus Morris. And I believe Marcus Morris was going to be a Clipper before. I mean, I think something changed or whatever. I, I, I could be talking out of my ass right now, but the Clippers are going to make a move if I had to guarantee anything. But if, they, if the Clippers don't do anything, at all, I'm obviously they trade a fee for some reason, just to have that flexibility. I'm sure they're gonna make a move, but if they stood pat and did nothing, I would be incredibly shocked. But they always do something at the deadline. I can leave you with that. 
so yeah if you guys did enjoy i, I once again i really appreciate all the love and support uh from the past episodes um it's been really really fun making these i've had a ton of fun at clipper nation on twitter i plan to have some of you guys come on here pretty soon uh i'm not quite sure how i'm gonna do that yet but i'll definitely be having some of you guys on here pretty soon for sure so that'd be awesome uh thank you guys again for tuning in and i'll see you guys in the next episode after the trade deadline peace